Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. The past several weeks, we have been looking at 1 John. So pull out your Bibles once again and look at 1 John chapter 3 with me. 1 John chapter 3. Now we look we've been looking at what does it mean to be a child of God? What does it mean to have a relationship with Christ that's beyond just simply the superficial? And we've talked about what the things that that John is encouraging this this church that he is writing to uh, to have in their life, they remember, and and I feel ob- obligated to remind you each week what John is up against because simply uh, put, everything that he's writing is is based on that reason, and that was is that they were infiltrators into the church that were causing Christians to go astray. They uh, had individuals that were coming in that were teaching things that were not according to the teaching that John had initially gave them into this church and they had different ones that were basically saying that Jesus was not uh, divine and that he was fully human and then you had another group that was saying that no he was fully divine and not human at all that he was basically um, ethereal that he was not actually of flesh and John was trying to uh, to quell these uh, false teachings and to help the the people there to to understand uh, what they needed in their life, what they needed to, uh, how they needed to act, and how they needed to live and. So he goes through criteria. Grows, go, he's going through things that need to be a part of a, a believer and and to have in their life. And we already saw that there were three areas that uh, we needed to live in, in and, and needed to understand. And John now is the second half of First John is dealing with how to apply the things that he mentioned in the first part. And in John chapter 3, beginning in about verse 10, John begins to uh, talk about uh, uh, this the second criteria, and it is... Uh, Obedience. We need to have obedience in our life and not just simply talk about obeying God, but applying obedience in our life. And he says the greatest way in order to do that is to love your brother. He says this uh, in this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So John is saying in, uh, in, in all of what we need to do to obey Christ is we need to love uh, 
our brother. We need to love others. He says, for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was uh, that wicked one and slew his brother, and wherefore slew, slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren... If the world hates you, we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. And he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So John is saying, in a, in a nutshell, our obedience needs to be focused in loving our brother. And we talked about this a little bit in discipleship training, how uh, we need to, to ask ourselves, and we were discussing different uh, studies to, uh, to think about. One of the big pushes right now in Southern Baptist life is, who's your one? Who is the one person that you're praying for that they come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Who is the one? Uh, if you can't uh, be a type of person that goes out and knocks on doors, if you can't be the kind of person that uh, shares their faith with everybody they come in contact with at Walmart and at McDonald's and everywhere else that you go... He said, uh, there, the big push is, is, to, is to begin to have uh, a prayer time each day for one person that you know that needs to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And what this does is, is it causes you to do exactly what John is talking about here is to love our brother. When you begin to pray for others that they come to know Jesus as their Savior. And I'm not talking about pray, you know, Lord, we pray that everybody in this area knows Jesus as their Savior. Yeah, well, yes, that's our ultimate goal, that we reach everyone. But our prayer needs to be focused. It needs to be specific. It needs to be on one individual that we're desiring if we can't come up with a list of 20 people that we're praying for you can at least come up with one person one individual that you're focusing all of your uh, prayer that God will work in that person's life and when you begin to do that you begin to realize how much you need to pray about your own relationship to that person and you're praying god uh, open the door of salvation to this individual god we pray that this person hears the gospel and as you're praying about that you can't help but begin to say and god work in me work in my life begin to, to help me to find ways in which i can share my faith with that person god I, you've placed this person on my heart you, I've encountered this person, and 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 I love. Uh, I, you begin to develop a love, a Christian love for that person in such a way that you begin to to pray, God, help me to love that person, uh, despite the things that that they've said or done, or or the bad things in their life. God, help me to 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 love that person enough to pray for them and to be concerned that they have uh, Jesus in their life, and and you just can't, you cannot. Do that without loving them. Exactly what John is saying. If you don't have love for, other, uh, for your brother, you don't have Jesus Christ in your life. And, and it's more than just a theory. It's more than just a platitude. It's more than just simply saying, you know, we ought to love other people. John is saying you, uh, you have to now do more than just simply talk about it. You've got to put it into practice. All of us have a, uh, have a mind. All of us have uh, thoughts. And what we do with those thoughts 
many times leads to either we obey God or we sin against God. We also all have a heart and we can either love somebody or we can hate them. We're called as Christians to love them. We're called, no matter how ugly somebody is to us, no matter how bad they might be, we're called to love them. Now, you can, when you, when you love someone within your heart, that's something that goes on within you in, in, your, in your life. But when you love someone with, uh, you, you, you have to put it in, when you put it into practice, that's putting feet to your, to your love. It's, it's just like uh, if you, you know, find someone that you care about and you love them, you're going to do things that express that love towards them. If a little child loves mommy and daddy, they're going to draw a picture and, and have hearts on it and show how much they love them by showing them, hugging them or or, uh, you know, this, this is mommy, this is daddy, this is us holding hands and we have, and there's a big heart on it. Uh, children express their love many times, express themselves many times through pictures and through drawing and things like that. When we get a little older, uh, we, you know, a little boy, uh, uh, has puppy love for a girl he might hit her you know in the arm instead of uh you know uh doing something else but as we get older we realize that hitting and pulling their hair is not the way to their heart uh you you can't you can't you can't have a you know you can't have that little girl fall in love with you if all you're doing is hitting her on the arm or pulling her hair you gotta you gotta do something else and so we learn that you have to give them flowers and you we learn that we have to open the door for them we learn that we have to uh go out of our way to to express how we feel for them in other ways and john is saying if we have the love of jesus christ in us it ought to be expressed in the things that we do it ought to be expressed in a concern for them for their salvation it ought to be expressed in a desire to see them know uh, uh, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Look, if Jesus is the best thing that happened in your life, and if Jesus has come into your life and has changed your life and transformed your life in such a way that your life is brand new, wouldn't you, if you cared about other people, wouldn't you want that for them? And John is saying we can't just simply say that we uh, have a love for someone else. Cain said he had a love for his brother, uh, uh, and yet he had wickedness within his heart, and he did had evil within his heart, and he says he didn't love his brother the way he should have because if he had, he wouldn't have killed him. We can't be. We can't have evil within our heart and life if we have Jesus Christ in us. And if we express the love that God has uh, given us, and if we express love for others, it has to come out. If we care about other people, we're not going to sit back and say, well, you know, there's TV programs uh, sharing the gospel all the time, and there's uh, churches that are on the radio, and there's podcasts, and if they really want to know the gospel, they can find it everywhere there is. And, and we've got a church, and we got a steeple, and, and they ought to know that 
if they see cars out front that we're here and so if they really wanted to come to know Jesus, they'd come to church. We can't do that. If we really care about them, if we really love them, we got to get out of this place and go get them and bring them back here rather than just simply sitting back and saying, well, if they want to know Jesus, they'll come and, and be here when we are and hear the gospel. There's no reason that they shouldn't know Jesus. We can't say that. If, if you had a family member that was drowning in a swimming pool, you'd do everything you could to race to that edge of the pool, jump into the water and get them out of the water and rescue them. And, and why? Because you love them. You want to see them live. You want to see them have life. And if we have the same kind of love that Jesus Christ has put into our heart, the way it should, uh, if, if we truly have that in our life, John says we ought to do everything we can to express the love of God in our life. We ought to do everything that we can to express that love. And he's saying if you don't, then maybe you don't have Jesus in your life. You see, we're too afraid nowadays to simply say the truth. And the truth is is that... uh, we got to have, uh, if we don't have the love in us, then we don't have Jesus. People don't want to hear that. Oh, I love them. I, I pray for them all the time. And then you go home and you forget all about it. And you never think about praying for anybody. You never, uh, never crosses your mind to invite the little girl that serves you a, McDonald's, a, a, a hamburger at, at, at Burger King to that that she might need to know Jesus as her Savior. Or, uh, you know, if you never talk to the little person that takes your order at Huddle House or anywhere else you might go uh, about Jesus, then maybe you don't have a love for others the way God would have you to love them. Maybe you need to reassess your place with God and find out if you really have Jesus in your heart. Really find out if you have a right, if you do have Jesus in your heart, if you have a right relationship with Jesus. Maybe you don't have the kind of love in your life that God wants you to have and you've grown cold to the work of, of Christ in your life. He says, we know that we have passed from death into life because we have love for the brethren. He's not talking about necessarily each other he's talking about everybody we ought to have the love we ought look your life ought to exhibit the love of christ why because christ has come into your life if he's not there if he's there you ought to have that love if he's not there you're not going to have that love it's plain and simple we gotta if if we are truly professing to have Jesus in our life, we ought to exhibit that kind of love. We ought to have the kind of love that that sits here and plots ways in which we can find opportunities to share the gospel, where we can share the love of Jesus Christ, where we can have an opportunity to express the love of God in our life. Otherwise, we don't love the way we should love. He says, <coughs> Hereby, uh, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. <coughs> Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. John says, If you don't 
<clears throat> if you don't love with the same kind of love that Jesus Christ loved others, you're in essence hating them. Uh, uh, hate's kind of a strong word there, Brother Carl. How can you say that I hate them? Well, if you don't love them enough to share the gospel with them, then you hate them because you're not sharing the greatest thing that's happened in your life. You're not sharing the best thing that they could ever have in their life. Well, I just don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to cause trouble to anybody. I don't want to... Well, hey, if, they were, uh, if you were standing in... Uh, if you were over at Longhorn Restaurant and, and you were having dinner and, and all of a sudden you hear somebody in the next table choking and coughing, if you, it, you would be prompted to get up and do everything you could to help slap their back and do the Heimlich maneuver and everything, do everything you could to save them from choking on a big hunk of steak, wouldn't you? Now, if you're willing to do that, why? You're doing that because life is precious. You're doing that because that person is, is somebody's loved one. You, you would want them to do that for you if you were choking. Salvation is even greater than life itself. And the air that we breathe is nothing compared to the love of Jesus Christ. And we ought to have the desire to, to have the love of Jesus Christ in everyone. And, it, and if, if life is precious, life in Jesus Christ is a hundred times more precious. We ought to share the love of God and we ought to be willing to... And, and John is saying, look, if you're not willing to share the love of God, it's hatred that you have for others. You ought to love others and, sh uh, and do everything you can to express that love. And he says, if you hate them, it, you might as well be a murderer. But if you have the love... Of, here's how we tell if you are someone who is a child of God. And, and we've been looking at all these criteria about seeing what we must have in our life. And, and as I said, John here is placing it, placing the, where the rubber meets the road. He says, if you want to be a child of God, you will not only have the love of God, but you'll put it into practice. You'll, you'll do what is necessary to express the love of God. If you love one another if you love others you ought to be willing to lay down your life for the brethren in verse 16 he's saying we if you're willing to lay down your life for someone if you're if you if we are driving down the road and you see a house that's engulfed in flames I covered a story about this happening in Camilla. There was a community uh, right there in in Camilla where a house caught on fire and some people that were in the neighborhood saw the blaze, uh, the fire starting to, to, to come up. And without hesitation, they dropped what they were doing. Two young men dropped what they were doing and ran into the house because they knew that that there was a, a man in that house that was infirmed and he couldn't uh, do things for himself. And they ran into the house and ran through the front flames. 
in order to to rescue the man off of his bed and to help him out of the house because the house was being engulfed in flames. And the lady that was there, that was the home health aide, they helped her out of the house. And there was somebody else that was in the house that was older, that was uh, not as feeble as the man. And they helped her out of the house and they saved three lives. Why? They risked their life because they knew they were in there and they knew that they were in imminent danger from the flames. We as Christians know that the world is in imminent danger of dying and going to a sinner's hell and and the torment of hell for all eternity. And we ought to have the willingness to, to risk our lives, to give all that we have, to give all of our life, to go out and share the gospel and tell others about Jesus Christ because they're dying and they're going to... Uh, to meet that end if if they don't come to know salvation in their heart. And so we are we ought to be willing to, to give all so that they might have Jesus Christ. Verse 17 says, But whosoever hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? John's saying here's another aspect of how you know if you have the love of God. Are you willing to do for others that are in need? John says, look, if you know that there's someone who is in need and you have, uh, and God has blessed you with uh, uh, His Son in your life, He says, how is it that you can have the love of God within you and know that there's someone out there that has a need, that has a uh, has uh, problems in their life and you don't show compassion to them, how is it that you can have the love of God in your life? How is it that you can say that you have God's love dwelling within you and you have no desire to help those who are in need? You have no desire to do whatever it is necessary to help those who are, are going through problems in their life. That you have no desire to do anything to, be, uh, to, to show them some compassion. He says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. He says, We're way past the point in which we can sit by idly and just simply say, We love you. We care about And listen, folks, we're at that point in the world today. More than any other time, I think, in the history of the world, we're at a time in which we can't just simply say as a church body, we love the people in this community. We love other people. We have the love of God in us and we, we love everybody. And yet we still sit around on our hands and we, and we don't do anything to express the love of God in, uh, to people's lives that are all around us that are hurting, that are all around us that are in need, that are all around us and, and they're in peril of dying for all and, and going throughout all eternity without Jesus in their life. We can't just simply say, oh yes, we love them. Now, when I I, uh, I had the the distinct honor and privilege to have an opportunity to go and do mission trips in different places throughout the world, I went to Central America, and one of the things that that amazed us was the number of people that would come and accept Jesus into their heart and life. 
And it, it amazed us within, within about seven days, we would see 300 people give their heart and life to Jesus Christ. 300 people out of 3,000 people that came through the medical and dental uh, tents that we had there. 300 people in just a brief few days would come and accept Jesus into their life and hundreds more that recommitted their life. And we said, how is it that, that there's all these people that come to know Jesus? And, and, and the simple fact of the matter is, is that all that they have in that area, that region that we were in is Catholicism. And in that area, Catholicism was basically you know, a big church with gilded gold uh, things and uh, implements and all that kind of uh, all these rituals and and things. And yet all these people all around were hurting. They, they didn't have basic medical needs. They didn't have uh, uh, the basic necessities of life. I mean, uh, at times throughout the day, they would have. Uh, only for a brief few hours during the day they would have electricity and a brief few hours during the day would they have water available and here we come in and we're sharing the gospel of of Jesus Christ and and they accept it because we show compassion towards them we provided uh, medical uh, treatment and dental treatment we we provided medicines and why because we were expressing the love of jesus christ they were receptive to the message of jesus christ because they hadn't had that and they're at the the very depths of of life and they had no hope they didn't have hope in the local church because the local church was there and they gotten to the point where it's like a lot of a lot of churches are today in North America. Well, there's all these people around us in need. Well, if they, if they have need, they can come to us and, and ask for help. And then when they do, what do we do? Well, we can't help you because we've helped. Uh, uh, we're only helping our church members. No, we need to have the love of God. We know, need to express the love of God. And we need to be willing to step out and love them and show compassion so that the love of God can work in their life and, and they'll, they'll see uh, that we, we truly live by what we preach. We truly live by what we believe in the, in the Bible. We can't simply sit here and say, oh, we love uh, everybody, but never show that love and compassion, never show a desire to express the love of God. We've got to... Ex- we, 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 you can't sit there I, I learned this as a young boy in my teens. I can sit and pine over a young girl all day long, but unless I said something about my feelings, she's never going to know. And it's the same way in church life. We can say, oh, we love everybody and we love uh, the folks in our community, but if we never express that love to them, they never know that we're even here. And we've begun to do some of those things with the th- uh, with our outreach program, but we gotta we gotta express the love of God even more. We gotta ex- we gotta uh, uh, demonstrate that love that God has placed in our life. He says, 
we can't just simply love in word or uh, with our, our mouth and the things that we say. We've got to put it into practice. And he says, And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. Uh, and whatsoever... We ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do these those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment that we should believe on the name of Jesus Christ and love one another as He gave us commandment. And He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him and He in Him. And hereby we know that we abideth in, He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. John says, look, you can't just simply say that you love other people and not express it. And when you go out and express it, don't worry about being able to express your love. God will provide a way. Don't worry about having the means to be able to express the love of God. And this is what gets so many churches caught up. Well, preacher, we want to show compassion towards others, but we just can't do it. We don't have the budget to help everybody out. Well, everything's not solved with money. You can express the love of God in your actions. You can express... Uh, look, uh, uh, you don't have to have a whole bunch of money to hire things out. Grab a rake, grab a shovel, grab a hammer. Go and express love towards people in their community by doing stuff that they need doing in their life. Uh, uh, you don't have to, to spend a whole lot of money. Buy some groceries and take them over to their house and, and say, we know you have a need. We want to help you out the best we can. Here's some things to get you started. Here's some things to tide you over. Here's some things that we know that you need. And look, uh, when we begin to do the things that, that God's called us to do, God will provide a way. God will provide the means to do those things. God will burden the hearts of others in our life that will help us to to re meet those needs but the problem is is we simp we 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 make god too small we really do we we know that god is there for us and that god will take care of us but we don't want to see god taking care of us beyond our own means. We think, well, God can only, uh, we got X number of dollars in our bank account. Well, God's only going to provide for us up to that amount of money. Then we won't have anything else left. We better save that. Well, hey, if God's in it, He's going to provide it. John said, if God sends you out to do a task, if God has placed a burden on your heart to do a work in your life, then God's going to provide it. It's just like, if God puts on your heart to do a mission work in in our community, then uh, then God's going to provide it. God's going to provide the means to do it. He's not going to put that burden on us without providing a way. And John says, "Listen, you need to, you don't need to worry about whether or not." Uh, you're going to be able to have the means to do it. If God's in it, He's going to take care of it. We have to be willing to obey His command. And that's John's whole theme in this uh, section of Scripture is, is that we need to be willing to be obedient to God, be obedient to Him, express the love of Jesus Christ. Our, our greatest obedience to God is when we're willing to obey Him in loving others. God's greatest gift towards us is that He loved us when we did nothing to deserve His love.
His greatest expression of His love was Jesus Christ on the cross. Our greatest expression of love is giving of ourselves to others so that God can express His love towards them through us. And that's the task of our church, to express His love. Express His love in our everyday actions. Let's pray.